Another episode of the Athletic Studio podcast. It is the new year, so happy new year to everyone listening. Yeah, happy new year, Kate. Very exciting. So keen to kick off the year with some good information in regards to just like how to get yourself back on track post-holidays to basically optimize your body and fitness. So I know during the festivities, it's really easy to let that slide. So yeah, we'll be chatting all things New Year's Resolution goals. We've got some strategies that you can also implement today gordon's protocols case protocols and yeah some stuff in between yeah exactly with these things a lot of people will be thinking about it this time around they've had too many social meals they feel a bit sluggish oh what can i do straight away should i just stop eating and just <laughs> yeah time people i think go from one thing to the next like zero to a hundred yeah and so we're trying to guide you into how to just get on track straight away mm-hmm. and not do crazy things like exactly. just get the momentum moving yeah. forward and i think that what's important it's like different methods are going to work for different people yeah exactly. so i think yeah with this episode it's more around okay like this is my mindset this is what would probably match me and depending on you know what your particular goals are as exactly. well exactly yeah well, first so, of all okay how was your holiday good it was actually so lovely to take some time off went down to the peninsula had some social time with friends and yeah just like switch off for a bit which was really nice the weather didn't really match but nah. i mean okay it was good. What about you? Yeah, no, it was good. We just stayed in Melbourne. I think we had we had my family come over for, for Christmas with Emily's family, my wife. And yeah, it was a good time. Good, obviously, spending time with them yeah. as well. How's your training been? Nutrition, lots to go there. How was yeah, your Christmas look, day? Yeah, yeah no, tra- training was still good. So I was still you know, getting in my sessions, my weight training sessions. I was still doing running coaching sessions with one of the PTs here, Fia, as yeah, well. Yeah, you need to tell the listeners about how you went in your Yeah, so my, my time trial. So I think I started with her in August and I was doing, doing like two sessions with her just at the track. So August, then we did our time trial in New Year's Eve. So we did 100 meters, 200 meters, and 400 meters. And 100 meters, I think, reduced my time by one and a bit seconds. And then 200 was, probably, I think it was between four to six seconds. It was a lot. Yeah. But the big one was the 400, like 10, 10 seconds off that. <laughs> I would have been so, so unfit. fitness has improved for sure. <laughs> yeah. That's good. I've gone from a, a sloth to a turtle. So, <laughs> so what's the plan now with the running? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the funny thing, for the 400, when I was doing it, I felt, oh, shit, like I'm not going to beat my time. It's yeah. so weird. It's a long run Yeah. Oh, at that pace. And then I'm waiting for Fia, like after I finish, Fia's walking from the other side of the track. She follows, sometimes she just walks and follows me around depending on where I am. And she wasn't like, yeah, you hit a PB or she didn't, like there was no Poker body face. language. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone backwards. Yeah, I know. But then she let me know and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Good. Yeah. Having those sessions helped offset the their nutrition. So yeah. probably had yeah, too many social meals. Like yeah. I like my yum cha and yeah. my wife Emily. She's actually watching the podcast now. And she's probably oh she hates it. It's too <laughs> yeah, yeah it's too, too heavy. Yeah. You too... can't have it too much. Yeah, exactly. I'm happy just to get back on track. Yeah, hundred percent. It's a bit like that. I think everyone's in the same boat of just being like, all right, I've had my social time, but I'm keen to feel good again. Yeah, cool. So these this episode is probably relevant for myself too. too yeah, yeah. <laughs> telling things <laughs> to the listeners and to yeah. ourselves. So kicking off with setting news resolutions and goals. Yeah. What's your angle? That's a good one. I'm pretty sure a lot of the people that would be listening to this podcast, they would have already set 
some goals already. They've probably already a little bit goal driven and know what they're planning to do in the new year. I think what's more important is, okay, what are the strategies to give you the support or hold you accountable to actually achieve those goals? And it's breaking it, breaking it down like step by step. For me, myself, wouldn't be like a weight loss goal, but it's more around like training performance goals and then let's say business goals and just making sure that I don't burn out or fail between. What about yourself? It's funny because this year I actually haven't set any resolutions. It's been like the first year that I've felt as though I've brought in good momentum from the previous year that I just want to continue through. I know looking back a few years past, I would set like these huge goals and I think there's a time and place for it. But this year, I just feel as though I just need to continue what I'm doing and just chip away. So I've got definitely some gym specific goals in terms of performance Mm -hmm. and then just basically ticking off the days, making sure I'm consistent, making sure I'm happy, doing all the things that I'm usually doing. I just want to keep that momentum moving forward. So yeah, a bit different for me this year. Yeah. Um, and another thing, another good tip is when it comes to New Year's resolutions, people think, oh, okay, I need to either not do something, like drop something mm-hmm. or start something. Yeah. Whereas if you should actually just replace, like replace the bad habit with a good habit, or if you're going to take on something new, let's say you've never been to the gym before and you want to start going to the gym, uh, going to the gym should actually replace something as well. So then you're not overdoing yourself. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, as we said before, easy to go from zero to a hundred. So mm. just making sure these goals are realistic. And if you can see yourself doing it in three months time, then go for it. But I think if you don't yeah. see yourself doing it in three months time, maybe you should reconsider it. Mm. But yeah, small steps towards them. You wanted to chat through some detox methods. Do you want to chat about that? Yeah. Share your wisdom with the listeners. No, Tell us what you're doing no. at the moment, actually. Oh, look, I'll, I'll go into what I'm doing at the moment later, later <laughs> in this podcast. But as I was saying before, with this time of the year, people are thinking about, okay, what can I do to get myself back into shape as fast as possible? I think the most important thing is get back into like your normal routine as soon as possible. If you identify yourself as a healthy person, then you're going to go and just continue those healthy habits as part of your identity anyway. Mm-hmm. Get yourself back into your healthy habits. But then let's say you're wanting maybe like a little bit of a kickstart. Then we'll just go over more of the popular methods of nutrition protocols and, you know, see if they're relevant for yourself. I guess, Kay, what would your tips be? Let's say if someone, one of your clients is like, hey, I feel like I need a kickstart or do something dramatic to get myself back on track. (laughs) I'm sure you'd have a lot of clients, like like not a lot, but there'll be someone. You know what? A lot of people want to make it hard for themselves and like want to do the most crazy thing. And I understand it. Like I was there a few years ago. I'd be like, what's the hardest thing I can do? Because I think that's going to work. Whereas mm-hmm. I try and sway my clients out of that to be like, let's just, as you were talking to, just do the basics, get back on, t- on track. But if you wanted to go crazy, uh, my suggestion, obviously your liver is the detox pathway in your body. So I don't really love any like detoxing quote unquote yeah, yeah. but if you want to do something a little bit extra i'd suggest go hit a sauna drink heaps of electrolytes do a yeah. ice bath that kind of thing is what i would do or go for a beach room stuff like that that's yeah. actually like sustainable and you can actually get enjoyment out of i wouldn't say for it don't go for like a marathon run <laughs> yeah. let's just leave that back in 2020 let's bring the wholesome things that we can actually maintain throughout the year so i think like all those crazy bad diets or methods, I think was, yeah, that's very much in the past. So that's what I would suggest to my clients, but Mm. I know people like to do juice cleanses. (laughs) (laughs) Not what I'm doing at the moment, Kate. Well, first, I think the, I think what's important is the mindset, right? So if you have a healthy relationship with food and you've demonstrated to yourself consistently for at least a year that you're not a yo dieter, 
like for me myself like right now what i'm doing at the moment is i'm just putting my body just through an experiment and it's literally just for fun mm. like fun fun yeah <laughs> i don't know if everyone would anyway call that fun. anyway yeah so i came across these juice cleanse and i'm like i've never done one before yeah i'm gonna see what the fuss is all about so i went on to google juice cleanse and one of the most popular ones comes up and it's actually today's my first day actually and I, I still feel great. Thank God know. we're podcasting today, <laughs> yeah, not tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If I will podcasting tomorrow. Maybe probably, another story. Exactly. Probably a different story. For me, it's like I'm not attached to, okay, this cleanse or this juice cleanse. To me, it actually sounds ridiculous calling it like a juice cleanse yeah. because it's basically just a method of fasting, which yeah. we're going to go into yeah. as well, or, or a method of caloric restriction. Mm. But I don't have an, an attachment to losing weight. It's more of, oh, I wonder how my body is going to feel after it. Yeah. And if I can actually do it for a couple of days. So if you can come at it from that perspective, then yeah, by all means, some of these methods can be quite good for you to try for a day or two. I wouldn't probably go any longer than that, to mm. be honest. Yeah. But if you don't have that healthy relationship with food and you haven't demonstrated it, I would definitely just recommend have whole food meals, go back into your normal training routine. And then after one week, two weeks, your body will actually go back to normal. Yeah, I think people freak out as well and they feel as though they've put on weight because it's like they might get on the scale and it might be up, but it's a lot of, again, like we're eating, we're drinking, a mm. lot of sodium, probably lack of sleep. People freak out and that's why they go to extremes. they be like, oh my God, I've put on two kilos. I've got to take it off quickly. Yeah. Whereas as you said, if you just get straight back in your routine, just give it time and consistency. Yeah. You will literally be, you will just not put on that much body fat that quickly. Mm. Like in a week, you're not going to put on two kilos of body fat unless you've eaten eight ridiculous amount it's seven thousand calories to i think oh, 500 grams of body no is it a kilo i want to say a kilo yeah i have to fact check this yeah, but yeah. like seven thousand yeah, calories it's, over it's in a surplus that's a lot of food so if you think of it like that i doubt you would have eaten an excess amount of fourteen thousand calories in two weeks to gain that much body fat yeah. so it's just thinking it from a sane perspective and not acting out of emotion i think yeah 100 percent. it's going to be water retention glycogen and it's going to come off in a week or two yeah I wouldn't stress about it. Consistency is everything. Get back yeah. into it. Yeah. No and crazy. I think what you were saying before, when you mentioned about the sauna, going for a swim in the ocean, you feel amazing. You yeah. feel super healthy straight feel after that stuff. anyway. Yeah. And then you'll be like, oh, okay, mate, I don't need to. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to do a juice cleanse. Exactly. <laughs> when you tell me to, oh, should have went to the sauna. Okay. <laughs> instead. Oh, goodness. This Next time. I've started it. I've got to just. You got to commit I've got now. To finish it. That's it. Yeah. I've got a, anyway, a three-day one. And then my plan is if I don't last tomorrow, I'm just going to give the other day to Emily and I'll just go back to eating food. I don't know if Emily can censor this. Do we want this, Em? She says no. <laughs> She's shaking her head. I'll you just, know what, though? I'll give it to the PT. You can do them. Um, you can have like eggs and chicken and stuff. Like yeah, that as course. well. Yeah, I know. Supplement. That's true. Get What's the it? fun in that though, Kate? <laughs> oh, I don't know what the fun in juice cleanse is at all. Yeah. Okay, let's get, let's get into the methods. All right. Yep. So these detox methods in quotation marks, they're all really a form of caloric restriction mm. as i was saying before and there are some differences to some of the methods that we'll be talking about as well first one it's very common a lot of people come into athletic studio when they're in their consultations is they do intermittent fasting and then it's different methods for that mm. they could go i don't know what eight hours 16 hours yeah some yeah. people even do 24 every now and then it's hectic but yeah yeah 
Yeah. Let's say if someone hasn't done intermittent fasting or doesn't know what intermittent fasting is, Kate, you want to give them a, a bit of an explanation? Yeah. So basically what it is, it's basically in the name, but you're fasting for a time and then you're consuming food for a time. So basically it could be, as you said, fasting for 16 hours. So that just condenses your window of eating, which usually reduces calories. That's really what it is. If you're intermittent fasting and you're still eating the same amount of calories, then you won't see a shift in weight. But a lot of the time, because there's this restricted window people are just like intaking less calories which means that they're in a caloric deficit which means that they're losing body fat it's not the actual time of eating and not eating that's that magic trick it's Mm. just yeah that condensed window and the lesser intake that yeah makes a difference yeah yeah who do you think this would work for if they were you know going to do it for like an athlete would it work for an athlete Absolutely not. An athlete would not be a good person to do intermittent fasting just because they do need the fuel. So it's if they're training in the morning, they would need glycogen in their muscles. Like it's really important to fuel them. So it would work for someone like, for instance, I find myself, I sometimes intermittent fast just accidentally due to the fact that we start at 6am and I might not get yeah. a break until 11 or 12 and I haven't eaten since the night before. And that is fine for me because I end up eating later. So it depends on your lifestyle and your work. It could be good for a shift worker. It could be be good for an executive who has super busy mornings that are backed Mm. up and just doesn't have time to have a good nourishing breakfast. But yeah, they're definitely opposed to it. But if you're someone that you find can often binge, I think that could be a negative because it's it almost it is a form of restriction for sure because you're restricting for an amount of time and then if you over it, it's just really not going to get the benefits. All right. So yeah, if someone's like training regularly, needs those calories to help their performance, intermittent fasting, it's, it's probably not the most ideal. You, you won't see any professional athletes do this no. at all. But let's just say you do have that person who is like me, he's got a healthy relationship with food. Oh, I want to do this particular thing to get back on track in the new year what would have intermittent fasting protocol what would a a good one for you look like because i know for example some people they'll do intermittent fasting like seven days five days and i know that when i was in when i had an unhealthy relationship with food and i actually went through the weight loss period There was a good six-month period, three to six-month period, I'm not sure because it was a long time ago now, where there was this diet called just having a one meal a day. I'd only have one meal a day. And I thought like, this is the best thing ever. This is the only way to do things. But then- How did you feel from that? Oh, I didn't get the, I lost weight, but I didn't get the, I wasn't fit. I wasn't strong. Mm. I, I didn't have good body composition as in muscle mass. Yeah. My lifestyle stress was completely different Mm. as well because I was- working for nine to five when I was in my corporate job, I probably didn't have as many social events, but like, I wouldn't recommend that for example, for anyone. Yeah. Yeah, Honestly, I think it just comes down to what works best for you. Like I know one of our PTs here, Michael, he does the two meals a day thing. That's literally just what works for him and his schedule. Doesn't have breakfast? No. Okay. Well, we can get him on the pod and talk to him about this, but for myself, like I probably don't eat until 10 o'clock. Yeah. Most days I don't finish eating till eight o'clock. So that's usually like later than most people. So it's finding what works for you in your lifestyle because it is unrealistic for myself because I wake up at 4.50 every day. It's just not going to happen that I'm going to have breakfast. And like I, that's the last thing I want in the morning. It's coffee and out the door basically. Mm. So I wouldn't force myself to feed then. So I've trained my body to eat at 10 o'clock and then maybe a smaller feeding period, but I still get in a lot of calories and nutrients then. So I really think it just comes down to the person. If I had a nine to five, I probably would get up, go to the gym in the morning. So meaning I'd have breakfast earlier and then lunch at my work and whatever it may be. So it's just, I think, working with your lifestyle rather than against it. 
Yeah, that's good. And obviously, if someone's coming from, you've come from, if you've come from two weeks of holiday mode, mm. then all you're really doing is just watching, I guess, the quality of your meals and the intake. Mm. Just making sure that you're just back into your normal routine. Yeah. Like my biggest suggestion would be three nutrient dense meals a day and that are actually filling like with a good source of protein, healthy fats and carbohydrates. And that should really sustain you for the day. Mm. If it doesn't, you probably need to look at your micronutrient intake yeah. and make sure you're actually getting in good color in your foods and that kind of thing. Because I know during the holidays, it's easy to just have like high fat, high carbohydrate yeah. foods and they're delicious and great, but they're not super satiating long-term and they won't put you in that position to get that during physique. With intermittent fasting, there's Plenty of ways you can do it. Have one meal a day, two meals a day, fast for six hours, have your last meal at lunch and then have breakfast the next day. Mm. Just going to base it around what works for you. And the next method, Kate, which is quite common, is your low-carb boot camp or what we call or potentially an elimination diet. So Kate, would you maybe want to go through and discuss what the difference would be between a low carb boot camp and an elimination diet? Yeah, so in terms of lowering carbs, you could see this, a lot of people do this amongst the general population. We would never recommend it to athletes, but there is a time and a place for things like this. With our clients, we would just say, if they're coming off the back of a festive season, they're not really sure where to start. We would probably focus on basically number one being protein intake, just so they can reap the benefits of their energy, restoring muscles after training and everything like that, making sure that they're shifting their focus to micronutrients looks like a lot more color in their diet rather than going for the leftovers in the fridge from the festive season which usually leans towards the higher carbohydrate foods an elimination diet looks like removing sensitivity foods common food sensitivities so things could be dairy gluten deep fried foods trans fats refined sugars they're obviously common you still have them in your diet but we're talking specifically for all right if someone want, has the mindset and they've got the ability to experiment with these particular things right so with the elimination diet how they do that is they'll start having more paleo foods like whole foods and foods that are hunted gathered fished and plucked and they might do that for 7 10 14 days seeing how their body responds and then slowly starts to include those foods back in the low carb boot camp works similar because um, then there's removing a macronutrient source, but ultimately they both work the same in that you're going to have less glycogen, less water retention, which you can still achieve by just having your normal healthy meals and waiting it out for a longer period of time. Mm. I think it's more so the instant gratification, like maybe that people that need to do this want like a quick boost of confidence or a boost of yeah, momentum moving forward. All right, mm-hmm. then get back into yeah. the normal thing because it's definitely not something we'd recommend doing long term. Yeah, 100%. There are times where I've implemented some of these protocols for clients and only when they're ready for it but but i keep a close eye on them or let them know hey you're only doing this for seven days and then Mm -hmm. we're going to go back to eating normal and that might be for that someone who needs that kickstart and they're like okay i'm ready to do it Mm. because also if i have a client and they want to do that or if you have someone like they want to do it and they just want to experiment with it sometimes they just got to learn from their own lessons as well yeah it's a bit of trial and error But yeah, just making sure that you're doing it for the right reasons. That's the most important part. You just got to do it for the right reasons and know that these things can, if you need that motivation boost, it can help because technically you're doing something new and you're doing something fun. That's why people go diet hopping from different diets because, Mm. oh shit, I get to try something new. It's a game or it's when people try and go to different group training classes technically they're all subpar but because they get to try something different because they get to try something different (laughs) just gotta lean into the strengths of athletic studio yeah because they get to try something different it gives them that quick 
dopamine. Quick hit. Let's quick hit. Yeah, keep the momentum going yeah. forward. Yeah, time and place for sure. That's right. The proof is in the pudding. The science is the science. And what's ultimately going to help you get to your goal is being at a calorie deficit, eating healthy meals, still having your protein, fats, and carbs, and having a healthy routine in regards to weight training and strength training as well. If you want to give these particular things a go, I wouldn't recommend any longer than one to three days if you're giving it a go. So Kate, next thing I wanted to share, if you are what I'm always conscious of, if I'm in the mindset of I need to get myself back on track as soon as possible, if you want to have a protocol, then you always want to just support your liver because that's the main detoxer in your body. If you want to support that, first of all, you're going to look at training and nutrition. I think there are a couple of things that you mentioned there before. Training, going into the sauna, going to help you sweat a little bit. Now, those are things you can do extra. Then with nutrition, if you actually go to Google and just type in liver detoxification pathway, you'll see the nutrients that you need for pathways one and two. You are going to get that from normal food alone, right? So you're going to get that from your proteins and your fibrous vegetables. But then later on, some supplements that I might take could be your normal magnesium supplement. It could be a gut health supplement. What we have is GI Revive from Designs for Health. With GI Revive, it has zinc carnosine in there, which can help heal the gut as well. Zymegest, which is a digestive enzyme. If people have come from a period of eating too much food, then it can help them digest the foods. And if you want to take supplements, then the vegan protein shake or amino acids, and that covers your protein source as well. It's not a necessity to take all of them, but with magnesium and a protein shake and amino acids, I'll take them all throughout as well. Do you, ta- do, you do anything special? The protocols that I would recommend are hiring a coach, first of all, if you're not sure where to start look for a good coach whether it be like an online coach or face-to-face coach if you need some guidance but personally for me just as I said before momentum moving forward is the biggest key so like throughout the holidays I don't stop training I maybe reduce it but that means when I want to get back into it a little bit more I can increase my sessions prioritizing recovery is important as we said before going to do things like a sauna or a beach swim both help to like your mind and your body and to feel good setting goals for direction just to keep you on like a, you know, a straight track to make sure you're getting towards where you want to be matching that with your why as well making sure you're doing this for the right reasons and that you can follow this quote-unquote protocol not only now but into the future for sure and making sure you're consistent I think that's the biggest thing and waking up and just doing your rituals for me that's getting to the gym going out and getting some fresh air eating nutrient-dense meals having three big meals the prioritized protein a day and drinking a lot of water and electrolytes keeping it simple keeping it simple yeah just the simple stuff every day yeah i think yours is like a lifestyle protocol it is a life yeah it, it is you would the lifestyle that. protocol yeah for sure yeah. and i think when you do it from that perspective it's attainable so that might not be for everyone but maybe if you do one of those things mm. that would be of benefit yeah Yeah. And specifically for the people who are listening, if they wanted to do those more restrictive diets for those shorter one to three days, Mm. just from a training perspective, would you recommend for them to still go at that higher intensity or is there anything that they could that they should expect Mm. in that period of time? I would definitely recommend decreasing intensity. I think if you especially if you're doing things for like a juice cleanse, it's recommended not to train. Good. Yeah. So maybe like (laughs) light walks and strolls and stuff like that is fine. But yeah, if you're doing these kind of one to three day more extreme things, then you're probably not going to be 
having the energy to exert yourself all mm. that much. You're already in a calorically restricted state just through food. So I yep. think adding extra energy output yeah. could be detrimental. Always listen to your body. I think that's a good time maybe to prioritize recovery instead. Yeah. Maybe I'll just put a health disclaimer on, on the start of this one. <laughs> Even me just going through this, I call it a fun experiment because mm. I've got the stress tolerance to be able to do it. This particular juice cleanse, I'm not training over the next three days. I think I'm just going to be super lazy. Like normally I'd even go for a walk, but now I'm second guessing that. I'm not even going to go for a walk. And then later on, then when I start eating more food, then I'll slowly start ramping up my training to coincide with that. When people do these things, it's super important not to go from zero to a hundred, just not eat and then start training to the maximum. Mm. You're just going to burn out. Yeah. You're not going to feel well. Not enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. So. I think it's, it's good because then you've got two approaches, right? If you do want to experiment and if you do need a little bit of a kickstart, then you've got those particular ideas to, to go and do. But also what's more important is Kate's approach and recommendations and, and mine too, is you want to get back to your normal healthy eating and, and training. And then after a week or two, you're going to be back on track. Yeah, you're going to feel so good. Just do it for the feeling, right? Oh, 100%. I know it's easier to not feel super motivated to get to the gym after you haven't for a while. Like the first session is going to be a little bit rough, but... Yeah. Get there, show up and think of the end result. Like you're going to feel really good. Yeah. And if you've plateaued with your training at the end of last year and Kate was saying, you know, get yourself a coach, I highly recommend it. That way you can set some new training goals, have someone like tell you what to do or where you should be at as well. Having someone tell you what to do is going to be so much easier. Yeah. That alone might even be the kickstart that you need. It doesn't need to be anything like drastic as well. Definitely. Anything else, Kate? No, I think just in summary, take what we've said with a grain of salt in terms of the extreme stuff. But oh, yeah, I yeah. think, yeah, really, it's better to get started today than tomorrow. So I think doing it sooner rather than later is the best approach and do something that you can see yourself doing in three months. All righty, guys, that wraps up our first episode back in 2024. So thank you very much for listening. You guys know you can follow us on socials at Athletic Studio and we'll chat to you in our next podcast. Thanks, guys. Bye. If you found this episode useful, it would mean the world to us if you shared, rated, and liked this podcast. It's how we keep it alive. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Athletic Studio. We would love to connect with you and see how your fitness and health improves with this newfound knowledge. Until next time. <laughs>